Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His words so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. A renewed mind that thinks like God and leads to a transformed life. See, we are what we think. What I think, I become. If I can change what I think, I can think like God, which is simply the Bible, the Scripture. If I can think like Him, it's going to change my life to live like God wants. So I can actually call myself a Christ follower. But it happens in my mind. Our mind is full of thoughts all of the time, but who we allow to control our thoughts is up to us. Either God or Satan will take control of our thoughts. The Holy Spirit can free us from uncontrolled thoughts. It's the idea of replacement. Whatever you want to change in your life, don't resist it. Replace it. We should ask the Holy Spirit to give us new ideas to think about that will replace the old bad thoughts. When you think of something from God's Word, Satan's negative thoughts must leave. So invite the Holy Spirit to have free access into your mind to replace bad thoughts. Now, here's Pastor Mark in the book of Romans, chapter 12, verse 2, with our continuing study entitled, The Battle for Our Minds. I have to be what? I have to be proactive. I have to understand what's coming into my mind. Thousands of thoughts a day. I have to understand how in the world those thoughts are getting there. Now, it's obvious to us, every single one of us, I mean, which mindset would you like to have? Many of you are not even believers yet. Which mindset would you like? Would you like to have death and hell? Or would you like to have life and peace in heaven? Hello, no-brainer. But here's the next problem. Write it down. It's huge. Our godly thinking does not come naturally. When you became a Christian, what God saved was your spirit. I'm left with the same old body. If you were 50 pounds overweight when you became a Christian, you didn't walk out of the room over here and go, praise God, accepted God. Man, I'm down to my normal weight. This is amazing. (laughs) No, it didn't change. And my mind and will and emotion didn't change either. So it's a process of changing. And God has the solution for that. We're going to find the solution to what kind of goes into our minds. Now, you're close by. Let's head over to Romans 12, just a few chapters away from it. Romans chapter 12. We'll take a look at verse 2. Paul says this, Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world. One of the commentators says, Don't let the world squeeze you into its way of thinking. Now look how he says. But be, underline this, transformed. Transformed by the, underline these words, the renewing of your mind. 
You need to be transformed, and you're transformed by the renewing of your mind. I'll tell you how that works. And then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. So here's what you want to write. There's two goals. The battle is right here in this verse. Satan, we just already saw what he's doing. Here's what God wants to do. So write this down. Satan wants to control our minds to think like him, but God wants to renew my mind to think like him. We see the power of Satan's influence on our minds and our world. There's never been a time in human history where more thoughts and information and knowledge comes into our minds. With all the media, with all the crazy stuff, uh, texting constantly, notes, stuff from all it just bombards at home. You know, you got 5,473 channels. You know, you get arthritis in your thing just trying to find something that's worth watching. We never had it before. I remember the days when there was ABC, uh, CBS, and, and uh, whatever was left, and it was black and white. I remember those days. Yeah, it was kind of simple. It's not simple anymore. We're bombarded with stuff. Now, when you think about that, what kind of stuff comes into our mind? Satan rules the world and the world system. He's under God, but he rules the world system. So let me share with you how it works. Satan uses, and he inputs his thinking into our area that we live in. Uh, a morality, philosophy, psychology, government, culture, education, science, art, medicine, music, mass media, including in the web to oppose God and his standards. All of those things, they're, they're against God. You go and say, well, why is that television program like that? Why is that guy talking like that? Why? That's because it's influenced by satanic uh, influence. It comes in and pretty soon we're believing we don't even know it. We're squeezed into the way the world thinks, which is totally against God. So this thing has even entered the church today. You can go to churches today that don't teach this, the Bible. They dilute it. And they'll say something like this. Well, yeah, that was true back there 2,000 years ago, but that doesn't apply today. What's wrong with you? Get updated. Churches. Now, we have thousands of wonderful churches that stay to the word of God. And you're going to see why this is so important. Paul even said to Timothy, in the last days, people will be lovers of self more than lovers of God. And they'll want, when you're at church, to have your ears tickled. Remember where your brain is? Between your ears. So what's happening up there? Don't tell me about, don't ever mention the word sin. I don't want to hear it. Just tell me I'm a good person. All roads lead to God with a smile. It's wrong. So we have to understand, very careful. Now, can I think like God? Yes, I can. The Bible tells me in 1 Corinthians 2, I can actually have the mind of Christ. So what does that look like? Watch this. Write this down this morning. A renewed mind that thinks like God and leads to a transformed life. See, we are what we think. What I think, I become. If I can change what I think, I can think like God, which is simply the Bible, the scripture. If I can think like him, it's going to change my life to live like God wants. So I can actually call myself a Christ follower. But it happens in my mind. Now, how do we do this? I'm going to give you four R's. So if you write these four R's, we'll revisit them again next week. But these four R's will help us to 
control our thinking and allow God to come in and give me a life that's filled with overcoming victory. I need that in my life and so do you. So here's the first step to write. Remember, we are always in a spiritual battle. In other words, we have to stay alert. Peter says it like this. Stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy. Remember the battles? Personal. The devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. So we must get a handle on our thought life and realize that our minds are very active with all these multitude of thoughts. And I have to discipline my mind to think about the word of God and think about what God thinks. Now, number two recognize the wrong thought. Recognize the wrong thought. Sometimes we're deceived ourselves. Notice this next statement. It sounds stupid, but it's very important. We can't believe everything we think. That's what happened with the iPhone thing. See, everything you think, just because you think something doesn't make it true. Because there's a battle for our minds. If you watch CNN and Fox and all these crazy news things and you believe everything they say, you're crazy. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff going on. Half the time, they can't agree. And what do we have? What a waste of time, isn't it? Nobody ever solves anything. So you have to be careful. You have to understand as you're going through the day, I have to recognize, whoop, that thought isn't godly. That isn't the right way to think. Jeremiah 17.9, the heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. My heart, who can understand it? So I have thoughts from this world system and the world system says this, get to the top any way you can. Doesn't matter about people, uh, power, pleasure, position, possessions. And then I have my old sinful nature inside me that's trying to put thoughts up there. And my sinful nature, it exhibits itself one way. Selfish. Selfish. You see, I, I want to think about me. I don't care about you. But look what happened with all of you guys that have signed up to go to Vieira. See, the sinful thought is this. I ain't taking a time, three-hour time, to go up there and serve those people that I don't even know. Why would I do that? I'd rather sit here and watch stupid TV. What kind of thought is that? It's a selfish thought. See, you'll find this. Selfish is always this. Selfish people who let their sin nature rule are always people that want to get. They never want to give. You're a taker, not a giver. You guys are not. You're givers. Thousands of you signed up. Way to go. You see, we heard something from Jesus, didn't we? We heard a biblical principle in the scripture. It's better to give than it is to... Okay, put that in your little head there, you takers. What we find out is when we give, it is better. It's a blessing to do that. Now, I have one other thing. I know I don't have the world system trying to tell me how to do life. I know I don't have my old sinful nature kind of pursue sensual, selfish things. I have Satan. And he loves to put thoughts of pride and lust and anger and fear and greed and bitterness, all kinds of strongholds that I'm not worth anything and all kinds of things he puts in our mind. Now, how can I recognize... If I'm thinking right or if I'm thinking wrong. 
Well, here's the key. For many of us, before we became Christians, there's no way really to think right. Because we never knew anything about the Bible. So, you might ask a question this morning. Well, if I can have the mind of Christ, the mind of God, what does that look like? Well, when you open the Bible, you're reading what God thinks. This is what God thinks. It's never changed, never will change. So this is the mind of God right here. And it was written so God could tell you and I how to do life. It's right there. One time Jesus said it like this. Look at it. It is written. Man does not live on bread alone. What he meant is our life isn't just physical. Of course, we're, we want to eat and we're, you're going to eat in well, two or three hours. I'll be through. And uh, <laughs> see the thought that just went through your mind right there? It just went right. I saw it go. It's filled with satanic stuff. It just went through all over the place. Now, he says this. Man does not live on bread alone, but on how many words? Every. Well, Pastor Mark, that doesn't apply today. Whoa, 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 whoa. Every word that comes from the mouth of God. You remember I say this many times. When you open the Bible, it's like God just opened his mouth. Then David says this, Psalm 119. Your word is a lamp to guide my feet, and it's a light for my path. So here is what I determine if what I'm thinking is right, it's to know the Bible. Now, here's the problem. The, the more we know the Bible and its principles, the easier it is for us to go, that isn't the right thought. Now, here's the problem. So many Christians don't understand the value of having a quiet time with God. See, if I take 15 or 20 minutes in the morning and I learn the scripture, we have devotionals for you, there's millions of them out there. If I'll spend time in that, then pretty soon I begin to read and study God's word. As you're here, you're doing great by being here. I begin to understand that God is speaking to me. And and I'll put that away. Whoa, 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 that isn't the right kind of thing. And we'll go through it. You'll see that in a moment, how practical it is. Now, I need to recognize if these thoughts are from God or not. God's words contains his pattern for living. This is how we're to live. So here's the key. If you're never in the word other than this service, every week maybe you can come. But you're never in it yourself. You're going to have a very difficult time understanding, well, that isn't from God. I'm not asking you to memorize it. It's simple. The Spirit will help you. But see, we have to do our part. My whole goal as a pastor, all the pastors here, we have one goal. To help you learn to teach yourself the Word of God. To hear from God. See, it isn't for a pastor. You can't call me or another pastor every time you have a question. And what should I do? That's impossible. By the way, I can't answer you. I'm not God. But God can answer you. And He wants to answer us. So we're going to have some fun now, but and I don't want people laughing as I go through this, other than a few times. I'll, I'll tell you when to laugh, okay? Is that all right? Because we always have lots of unbelievers here in Melbourne and Veer and Sebastian and guys watching online for sure, and, and you, you've never opened the Bible. And so don't expect to answer most of these questions correctly, because you don't know them. So we don't look down at you all. All of us have been there. Can I hear an amen? We've all, we knew nothing about the Bible, basically, other than, you know, maybe the 23rd Psalm. That's because we went to five funerals. Other than that, we don't know anything about the Bible. So here's what I'm going to ask you to do. We're going to have fun together. You ready? Can we have fun in church? Okay, good, good. I want you to tell me our thoughts that I read. Are these thoughts from God either yes 
or no? In other words, is, is this a godly thought that matches the Bible? Either yes or no. I begin with this one. Number one. Now, all the campuses, get ready. I can be sexually active before I get married. Now, is that thought from God? Is it a yes or a no? Now, some of you are brand new going, what's he talking about? <laughs> well, that's because you don't know. It's okay. It's okay. I'm going to answer every one of these with a biblical principle. See, it comes from the Bible, not from me. First Corinthians 6. Run from sexual sin. No other sin so clearly affects the body as this one does. For sexual immorality is a sin against your own body. Stay pure until you're married. God's way. Well, Pastor Mark, I don't believe that. You'll suffer the consequences. I'm sorry. You say, well, God's approved. No, no. He designed sex, but within a husband and a wife. Now, lots of people have had problems with this. We all have. We have lust. We have all kinds of things. So don't get too proud. Just watch it. Now, here's another one. I can marry my unbelieving boyfriend or girlfriend. Is that a yes, that's okay with the Bible, or a no? No. no. Now, there's some more of you going. Maybe it turns to say bye. <laughs> what does that mean? Let me read to you. Do not be mismatched with unbelievers. One translation says, don't be unequally yoked. For what partnership is there between righteousness and lawlessness? Or what fellowship does light have with darkness? So, the Bible says in Amos 3.3, can two people walk together unless they agree? Now, I've been counseling for more than 50 years. And I can tell you, it never changes. Lots of people will come in and say, Pastor Mark, we'd like to get married. And so we have them fill out forms and all that kind of stuff. And they say, this, uh, you both believers? Well, no, my, I think my boyfriend or girlfriend, they, they believe in God, but no, they're not into the religious thing or whatever. And I say, I'm sorry. Uh, I can't marry. It has nothing to do with Calvary Chapel. Uh, I have to go to the Word of God. Now, why would God say both people need to be walking together with God as the head of their marriage? Because that's the only way marriage works. So I can't marry them. He said, Pastor Mark, that's stupid. No, I've watched it for 50 years. You go against this, and almost every single time, there's divorce shortly. So why does God say this? It's not limiting. It just means date a believer, somebody that really knows God. And let me give you a little clue. Everyone that attends church isn't really a God-fearing person. Some of them come looking for a good-looking chick or a buff guy. Can I hear an amen at all our campuses? That's exactly right. When you come to me, we'll take care of that. All right, now. Next, I can hide some income and not report it to the IRS because they already have too much of my money. Yes or no? Remember that. In April. Am I right? Does it ever come to our mind? Of course it does. Look what they're doing to that stupid money. What a waste. I'm paying for this and all. I'm not going political, don't worry. The, both sides are crazy as loons. They don't know God. You know, we used to think, well, this party knows God. This party. They just don't know God. And we have few. It's, it's difficult, isn't it? So what does the Bible say? This is not a difficult one. You shall not steal. Finish. Case closed. Next. I refuse to forgive a person who hurt me deeply. 
See, it's getting less as we move through some of these. (laughs) Matthew 6, I'll talk about the stronghold of unforgiveness and bitterness. Listen to what Jesus says. If you forgive those who sin against you, your heavenly Father will forgive you. But if you refuse to forgive others, your Father will not forgive your sins. Hard, isn't it? See that thought and not forgive them because they, we all get hurt. Life happens. We, we all get hurt. People, relatives, friends, whatever. Church, for sure. I'm not forgiving them. That thought is not from God. That thought is from Satan. Next. Ladies and young ladies, married or not married, you ready for an amen in this one? Get ready. Get ready for a big amen. If your boyfriend's with you or whatever, or husband, here it is. This, is this from God or not? My husband or my boyfriend is going to take me to a nice restaurant for dinner this week. Here we go. See all those ladies and girls? I claim that in the name of Jesus right, right there. I claim it. That's for me. That's for me. I'll get even with you guys next week. We'll work that out. Here's a sensitive one. I can refuse to give 10% of my money to God because it's my money. Well, number one, it isn't your money. Everything you have is a gift from God. Could I hear an amen? The Bible tells us that everything is his. He just gave it as a loan. We're stewards. Here's what you say, well, I'm not like into that kind of stuff. Well, here's what Malachi says. Will a man rob God? Yet you rob me. But you ask, God, how did we rob you? In tithes and offerings. Now, this is a difficult one. In our churches in the United States, pretty much it's always been and it stays there. 90% plus of Christians, born-again Christians, never give 10% to God. And it also says, if you will, he'll bless the socks off you. But we don't believe it. Our mind is selfish. Next. Big one that I'll talk about often, I do here, and obviously the holidays. I will be in heaven because I'm a good person, actually better than most. But outside this room, that's the most common thing you'll hear around the world. We did a survey many years ago. I'll be in heaven because I'm a good person. Well, you know, Ephesians 2, 8, 9 says, no, it's not by good works. Let any man boast. Impossible. Only forgiven people go to heaven. Now, last one. I can run my own life without any help from God. But again, remember what you did before you became a Christian. That's what you thought. What we think, we become. Here's the scripture. Jeremiah 10, 23. I know, O Lord, that our lives are not our own. We are not able to plan our own course. How do we ever win the battle for our minds? Pastor Mark taught us today to stay alert in this battle. Satan will not give up. He will try to defeat us with wrong thoughts. We conquer it with the Word of God. We live by every word that comes from God. He has given us truth to replace the weapons of deception and lies that Satan throws our way. With God's help, we can defeat the enemy, but only by the power of the Spirit. Social media is a huge blessing that most of us use every day. We want to encourage you to become our Facebook friend and follow our Twitter feed. 
At the Facebook page and Twitter feed, we post information about upcoming events, discipleship articles, and encouraging quotes that will inspire you in your walk with Jesus. Log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and follow the links to the Calvary Chapel Melbourne Facebook page and Twitter feed. Or simply search for Calvary CCM on Facebook or Twitter. We even have a specific Facebook page for the Vieira Campus. Simply search for Calvary CCM and you'll see the Vieira Campus Facebook page in the search results. Again, to like our Facebook page and subscribe to our Twitter feed, log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Again, our web address is LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Next time on Lessons for Living, Pastor Mark will show us the steps we need to take to win this battle for our minds. We can't do it on our own. We must have God's help. Then we can choose to think the right thoughts. When we set our minds on God's Word, we have thoughts that are peaceful, secure, and purposeful, all to be used by God's glory. We wish we had more time today, but we will have to pick up where we left off next time as Pastor Mark continues teaching through our series entitled Living in Two Worlds, Visible and Invisible. That's next time on Lessons for Living. In a hurting world A new hope He is giving Lord, let us hear your lessons for